0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7
1: ESPN.
0: And that, my friends, is why you don't fire Adam Gase. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Off and running on this Tuesday, November 10th. Hey there. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. I mean, wow. whole bunch to do on this Tuesday edition, so let's dive right in, get right to it. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Today is Tuesday. So we have done the work, people. We have went through the numbers, we've crunched the analytics, and we will have an updated professionals that are the opposite of power rankings. The acronym there is POOP. Poop rankings. Other shows, they all debate which NFL teams are the best. I, as just a single guy, not single in terms of merit, no, just as one man, am forced to watch the Jets and Giants every single week. So I have to look at who's worst. So we'll have an updated poop rankings today. And, of course, this is the Gordon Damer Show. Home to the Regal Tumble, the quest to crown the greatest television show of all time. Today is day number 17 And a fresh contender thrown into the mix. Did the wire start to maybe move in the right direction? Was there a demo elimination yesterday? We'll find out that. We'll recap that and we'll get you all that coming up. But uh, let me begin with the obvious. And I guess what you'd have to say the obvious is today is congratulations to fans of the New York Jets. Congratulations is the proper word because, look, you have been through a lot this year. Embarrassment disappointment, frustration. But as bad as it's been, and it's been bad every single week, almost sometimes it's been worse every single week. You almost hit rock bottom last night. Almost. Because you almost won a game. Luckily, though, you did not. And now the Jets are off to the worst start in Jets history, think about that. Think about how old you are right now. As you're driving to work or you're getting up, ready to go for the day. And think of all the bad football that you have watched over your time. As however long you've been a Jet fan. This is the worst start. That's like saying the most home runs hit by in Yankee history. Or, or the most dunks in Lakers history. Or most hockey things that the hockey teams do in Red Wings history. I mean, that's a lot of history, a lot of bad football. That's what the Jets are known for. They're known for being a bad football team. And yet somehow, this year, they are off to the worst start in franchise history. And you almost won. You almost screwed it up. So congratulations, you dodged a major bullet. You cheated death. You yanked defeat out of the jaws of victory. And I think... If I were a jet fan waking up this morning I would feel uh, certainly maybe not joy but I think joy is on the uh, on the uh, on the table happiness maybe a little relief almost like you avoided a car wreck right you ever been driving in the snow and you, you can feel the car start to move but then you get through the whole thing the car comes to a stop but you didn't hit anything that was the Jets last night you almost hit something but yet you know what you did a lot of damage. But uh, didn't end up actually amounting to anything. So, Jet fans, I think you have to be happy today. And I know the various shows and you know Sports Center last night or this. Oh, Jet fans have to be uh, you know very frustrated. A team, no anger and sadness and frustration. Those left town a long time ago. Now at this point, there's nothing to be gained. Nothing to be gained by winning this year. Nothing. Your season is toast. So now you just have to sit through seven more of these, right? You're more than halfway there. There is nothing to be gained by the Jets winning a game when it threatens getting the number one overall pick. There is nothing to be gained. I would say in an ordinary week there's nothing to be gained. There's certainly nothing to be gained in a game where your quarterback is Joe Flacco And your running back is Frank Gore. I mean, it would be one thing if Darnold was playing, I guess. But last night, winning that game? No! I don't care who you were playing. You could be playing Satan. And as much as you might hate Satan, I'd rather lose to Satan if it gets me Trevor, if it gets me one step closer to Trevor Lawrence. Satan, do what you will. So for weeks, people have been saying, you got to fire Adam Gase. How does this guy have a job? You would think that his name was not Adam Gase. You'd think his name was just Damn Gase. Instead of Adam, it's just Damn Gase, because that's what it seems like, Damn Gase. And I have said for weeks, no, 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 no. You don't fire him until the number one pick is secured. It's not secured yet. It feels that way, but it's not secured just yet. And Jet fans who always complain, you know, it never goes right for us. We never catch a break. This is like George Costanza. You discovered plutonium by accident. You just so happen to have the worst head coach in place on a really bad team in a year where there's a guy who's a quarterback who is no question the number one pick. And not just the number one pick this year. If you could line up somehow... All the quarterbacks from the last three, four, five years, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson, whatever, whatever guy you want from the last Tua, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. According to the experts, Trevor Lawrence would still be the guy and you're going to have the number one pick. All you got to do is don't fire the coach because if anything could screw it up, I don't even know if firing the coach would definitely screw it up, but why why tempt fate? If I were to present a case to you why you don't fire Adam Gase, my case would be just videotape of the fourth quarter last night. I would just plug in the old DVR and say, okay, watch this for 20 minutes. Granted, you're not going to see the Jets' offense very, very much, but I think this will make the case. And if that were my case, if I were a lawyer and I argued that case, The jury wouldn't even have to leave the jury box. The judge would say, all right, you guys want to go back to deliberate? No, we're good. We can stay here. Show of hands. But you will hear people who are not Jet fans, I think, say, well, you know, you can't lose every single. You're a professional team. You have to show some standard. What about the standard, right? You're a professional. You have to set a standard that this is not professional. This is not acceptable. You can't just stand by and allow this to happen. And I would simply say, you need a standard right this second. I can't wait for like five more weeks. This would be like setting a standard right this second, uh, like starting a diet two days before Thanksgiving. There's no point. It's over. You're toast. All, the only thing you can get out of this year is to secure the number one pick. And you're well on your way. So I would just simply say, eye on the prize. And for God's sakes, no Jet fan anywhere should be upset by losing that game last night. None. So you're getting the number one pick. I don't want you to. I was rooting for the Jets last night. It was weird. I felt very straight. I felt dirty by doing it, but I did it. Uh, it didn't work. Not even my, my. Not even me pulling for them could uh, get them uh, to uh, win a game. It's, un- it's unfortunate, but it happens. So all you have to do is live with Adam Gase for, like, Two more months and it'll be done. So I, I find it hard to believe for anyone who will make it out like Jet fans should be upset. I would be ecstatic if I were a Jet fan because this season's lost. Winning last night does absolutely nothing. And now I'm one step closer. One step closer. And maybe, maybe I dodged the bullet, right? Sometimes in the NCAA tournament, even if there's like one team that is like by far the number one team in the country, they always have that game. Where it's like two minutes and they gotta make some shots and can they overcome that and, and and once they overcome that one scare, sometimes that's the only time they get scared the entire tournament. Last night might be the entire time you get scared that the Jets might win a game the entire season. But you overcame the obstacle that is winning. And you lost the game. So thank God for that. And I think for Jet fans, you should be happy on this Tuesday morning. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776 is the phone number. We can, uh, you know, we can squeeze a couple calls in here. Uh, let's go to uh, Jerry Is in Brooklyn. Jerry, what's going on, my man? Good morning,
1: Gordon. You know, why couldn't my beloved Jets, who are 0-9, play in the NFC East? We would only be three games out of first. Um, but why uh, would you want to be
0: three games out of first? Wouldn't you be? Ra- wouldn't you, you know, rather? You that, I mean, it's over. It. You've
1: lost. It's done. I, I can't. Just seeing Belif- Belichick's face or half of his face last night wearing a mask was enough for me to root for the Jets. I can't. I'm just not into tanking. I try to understand it, and when the game starts, I find myself rooting for them to win. Maybe being an old-time Jet fan, this is what I'm used to. But I will tell you one thing, Gordon. I am pulling for Houston Texans to win as many games as possible because the Miami Dolphins have their first and second-round draft picks. And I would hate to see Miami get the second pick in the draft, trade that away for a bunch of players, draft picks or whatever, because that team is on its way. And they're going to be tough along with Buffalo for years to come in that division.
0: Yeah, you know, look, Jerry, and and thanks for the call. You know, I'm a Dolphin fan. I made it clear uh, it's going to take me more than two games to erase the last 20 years. But, yeah, it does seem like the things are looking up there uh, for the Dolphins. But for the Jets, like, what position would you rather be in right now? Let's put this out there. Adam Gase is going to get fired. Right, I mean, there's no anybody who tells you that there's a possibility of him staying beyond this year is lying. I mean, there's no not even the Jets could screw that up. So you're you're sitting there and you're very well on your way to getting the first overall pick. Then you have the Giants, who all right, they have a coach, I think, but you know, the more progress they show this year, and it's not like they've had a whole lot of progress to begin with, but the more progress they show. The odds are increasing that Dave Gettleman will be back. So, yeah, it's it's good to be a Giant fan while the games are going on. And, you know, when you're watching the game, I get it. You want your team to play. It's hard to root against your team during the game. But as soon as the game is over, you have to realize for the Jets, you know what? It's better off they lost. I mean, right? Like what What joy? How long lasting would the joy be from last night if you had won that game? Ten seconds? Twenty seconds? When you realize, you know what, here we were, we had the upper hand, we were in control of the number one pick, and we gave that away for some meaningless win against the Patriots in a game where it wasn't even like Sam Darnold did something. It was Joe Flacco. I mean, come on. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. 800 right, coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls. I mean, if you want to talk about the Jets, certainly by all means. I can't imagine. I mean, it's like bad enough you got to sit through the games. You want to talk about it? Late- I mean, I, maybe you do. One 919 ESPN. But coming up, we'll have poop rankings. Did the Jets' performance move them off the number one spot? It's possible. Anything's possible, right? They always say in that lottery commercial, anything's possible. In Jersey, I don't know if that's possible, but we'll see. Uh, so we'll get into that. Also, do the Jets have the worst uniforms in the NFL? Those things last night were hideous. But we'll get to that too. We got lots of stuff to do. We got poop rankings. Got regal tumble. We got a moment of inspiration. I mean, too much to cram into one hour. <laughs> Michael K. Show's twenty and twenty contest rolls on today, starting at three o'clock. Be listening for your chance of twenty great prizes over twenty days to make your home life a little more enjoyable. Today, the guys are giving away a Frigidaire thirty-eight bottle wine cooler. It's a twenty and twenty contest that's brought to you by PC Richardson Son, Kansas City Steak, the Bardishin Premium Cocktails on Demand, and ninety-eight point seven ESPN. They don't have a wine cooler. Now this is like a wine fridge, I'm assuming, but they don't have wine they don't sell wine coolers anymore. That was a thing back in the day. Well, I think we've advanced past the wine coolers, but this is like a wine fridge. But do they have wine coolers Remember when you got your girl some wine coolers on a Friday night? All right. It is the Gordon Damer show. It is ninety-eight point seven FM. ESPN New York. Lots of stuff to do on this Tuesday morning in case you're just waking up. Maybe like you're like Debbie, you want to, to sleep at halftime, or maybe you went to bed after the third quarter early fourth, right? You just couldn't stay awake. You gotta wake up early. Jets ten point lead. They're gonna get the win. They did not get the win. They lost to the Patriots last night, thirty to twenty seven. And I think for Jet fans, waking up knowing that news either watching the game or just finding out right now, I think that that has to bring you happiness. This season is already lost. And it's almost like, it's it's not almost like, it's counterproductive to win games. It's like the upside down of Stranger Things. Down is up, up is down. So a loss is actually a positive. A win is actually a negative. And I would just simply say, what do you think? the jets do at halftime like does any has anybody been able to figure that out what do they do like other teams go in there and they make adjustments and and they come out and they try to alter their game plans and some do they watch videos on their phone are they watching like TikToks? is there like some new game my kids are playing this game i think it's called among us or something like that. what do they do at halftime Because they go from bad in the first hour, usual bad, or uninterested, distracted, uncaring. They actually played well, uh, you know, better in the first half yesterday. But they ran 15 plays in the second half, four in the fourth quarter. Four in the entire quarter. And you know what the most amazing thing is? They went the entire fourth quarter. They had a lead, and they went the entire fourth quarter without giving the ball to Frank Gore once. They didn't give it to them once. Now, you're saying it's only four plays. Name another time during this Jets season they've gone four plays without getting the ball to Frank Gore in one way or another. Wow. Amazing. But look, at the end of the day, that that's what you want. right? Let's not leave any – God forbid you have a replay of last year. Now, I think it's impossible for the Jets to have a replay of last year where they won a bunch of meaningless games down the stretch and maybe you thought, well, you know what? Maybe. Maybe that's a sign that for next season things are turning. No, you can't you can't allow that to happen again. Even any wins, any positive momentum whatsoever. You don't want to leave any wiggle room for the coach for this season, for the draft, any of it. So if you have to sit through a painful loss like that one, sit through. You, I mean, what? How much more can you be hurt? At some point, you have to be just kind of numb to it, right? Like at some point, it can't hurt anymore. Now I get it. You know, the Patriots. It's it's Belichick. You don't like to see that, and it's not. I mean, it's like the patriots in name only. Like outside of Jacoby Myers, who I think I had heard of before. I mean, had you heard? I mean. Jacob Johnson and some guy named Bird and Gunner, or something or I mean, I, I don't know who the hell these guys were. And the Jets could not stop Jacoby Myers. Wasn't Jacoby Myers a law firm? Yes, they Selino Barnes. They stopped. They did a nice job of limiting uh, JG Wentworth, but no, Jacoby Myers. They could not slow down last night. And just uh, anytime they needed a, a big play, they just went to Jacoby Myers. So uh, look, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough way. I get it, but I think I, I can't understand any Jet fan who would be disappointed by losing that game last night. But maybe you're, uh, maybe you feel differently. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Another thing, maybe you feel differently about, but I can't see how. Do, are there any? Are there any? Uh, the di- different various uniforms they have. Do any of the Jet uniforms even look nice? Like I, I mean, I look at other teams around the NFL, and I think I mentioned this yesterday, the Raiders playing the Chargers on Sunday, the Raiders uniforms, I mean, those are really sharp uniforms, the silver and the black and the numbers. Now, it might be very difficult for announcers to be able to read those numbers from up in the skybox, but they uh, on TV, they look so sharp. And the Chargers, I think, have some of the nicest uniforms in all the sport. Not Sunday. They went to Navy for something. You have the powder blues. Stick with the powder blues. But all the uniforms in the NFL, I feel like every team has at least one of them that you're like, that's a really sharp uniform. That's a really good look. And I can say this because my team, they had these beautiful uniforms, and they destroyed it by going to something else. The Jet uniforms last night, oh, my God, those things. The helmets don't match the pants. It's like it's mismatched. It's like the geranimals of, uh, of uniform. Remember geranimals? Like, hey, this one's a rhinoceros, and the, the shirts are rhinoceros, and the pants are a rhinoceros, so we know that these things match. That's how you, you figure out how which clothes match with which clothes. That's what the, the Jets uniforms, they had a rhinoceros, and then they had a duck. I mean, it, those uniforms, just they don't look right. They don't look like a professional uniform. And I, what was it, two years ago, last year, whenever it was? I mean, just another the long list of Christopher. Was that was that Christopher Johnson that had those? I think it was right. This Woody's been gone for four years now. They have not had those uniforms for four years. But boy, oh boy, those things were hideous looking. But I guess uh, you play as uh, you play as the, the clothes you wear. I guess I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it because it just seemed like uh, woof, yikes, 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 yikes. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is ninety eight point seven FM, ESPN New York. Well, of course, we'll get to the phones in uh, in just a minute. But uh, of course, this is the home of the Regal Tumble. But also, we look at the professional teams that are the opposite of power rankings so the acronym of pros opposite of power rankings is poop so i really probably could go with a top 10 this week but we'll continue to limit it to just five so let's count them down like casey Kasem on america top four number five coming in at number five the fifth worst team It would still be the New York Giants. Now, look, they're getting close. They're very close to finally removing themselves from the poop list. But you'd have to say, even with all this optimism surrounding the Giants, at least part of that is because they're just simply not the Jets, right? Like, compared to the Jets, they're the Lombardi Packers. Uh, But everybody's the Lombardi Packers compared to the Jets. So they are getting close. But at the end of the day, they beat Washington twice with backup quarterbacks. One game they won by a point, the other they won by a field goal when the ter- the other team turned the ball over five times. I mean, let's not start patting ourselves on the back too much, right? You got two wins and the only team you can beat is Washington. Now, look, if you go out and beat the Eagles, there's a I think there's a really good chance that you finally remove yourself at least from the poop rankings. So things are looking up for the Giants, but still they are number 5. Number 4 on the poop rankings. Well, this is very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, it's, it's tight. It's a very tight, tight. The words of Tuco Salamanca. Tight, tight, tight. I think you have to go with Washington, right? We went with the Giants at number five. So if you lose to the Giants twice, I think you have to be on the list, right? And you'd have to say for Washington, you not only lost to the Giants twice this game, you did not even force one Daniel Jones' turnover. For all the talk about Washington defensive line, you couldn't force Dan. I mean, he turns the ball over every week. Usually more than once. And you couldn't force even one Daniel Jones' turnover. So, even if you left out the record altogether, I think Washington would have to be on the poop list. Number four for Washington. Alright, now we're getting down to the eighth grade. And this is going to pain me to say, because Ray is now a new member of the show. Ray Santiago filling in now for Brian on a regular basis. But you'd have to say number three on the, the poop list. The Dallas Cowboys. A little short and sweet, but it still works. It's crazy. They deserve it. Yeah. Uh, they deserve ben, all of it. it. Turns out Ben DiNucci was not the answer. Who saw? Who would have figured, right? Ben DiNucci. Uh, I I'll be honest with you. My brain turns to mush. So I don't remember if it's Gilbert Garrett or Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Does, does it really matter? <laughs> Not really. Could they maybe try bringing somebody named Gilbert Garrett this week and see if that turns it around?
1: I over, Gilbert Godfrey back there.
0: I mean, at this point, anything. The Aflac Duck would be better. Uh, over their last 22 games, the Cowboys have the exact same record as the Jets. If you use any time frame whatsoever... And you have the same record as the New York Jets. Well, then you have to be on the poop list. So there you go, Dallas Cowboys, number three. All right, number two. It looked last night we were we were fit, I was filling out the uh, you know doing all the the research, crunching the numbers, and it looked like we might have a change. We might have finally a week where you know who is not number one, but number two, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> As oh sorry. Uh, as if the Trevor Lawrence did not feel bad enough. He's got Covid, his team lost. and now he realizes that his fate, his his professional career is coming down to a decision between Chad Lawrence and Jets. I believe, I don't know. I have not had confirmation of this. I've not seen any TMZ videos. I believe he's actually been seen licking toilet seats in the Clemson area. See what he can catch next. Maybe you can come down with a case of uromycetosis. Who knows? I mean, it can't get much worse. COVID, team losing, Jags, Jets. That's rough. So with the Jaguars being number two, we've been doing it for five weeks. And five weeks. This is almost like 1983. Every breath you take, I think, was the number one song in the country for like two straight months. So far, it's five weeks in a row. The number one team in the poop rankings is the New York Jets. I mean, it's bad when last week, you know, we didn't really focus on this that much. But, you know, last week when they lost to the Chiefs, they gave up 400 yards and five touchdowns. And I feel like the the general sense was, ah, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Like they gave up five touchdowns more than they had scored uh, from their quarterback the entire season and 400 yards to go with it. And it felt like, you know what, that could have been a lot worse. So, yeah, for five straight weeks now, the number one team on the poop list rankings continues to be the New York Jets. Other teams, and look, I'll be honest with you, we could have went to a top ten this week. Uh, other teams receiving votes, the Patriots, obviously, they were terrible. Uh, they are terrible. They're a bad team. They might be three and five, and maybe Belichick figures out something, but I don't know, man. It doesn't look like they're going anywhere. Cam Newton it doesn't even, like when he's throwing the ball, it doesn't even seem like it's like, There's a way that a quarterback's, the ball comes off his arm. It just seems like he's like shot putting it or something. I don't know. But the Bears could have certainly been on that list. I don't care what their record is. I saw a little bit of their game on Sunday. They stink. I don't care who they got a quarterback. uh, The guy could throw it with his feet. They're terrible. The Eagles didn't even mention them this week. But there you go. Poop rankings for this week. 1-800-919-ESPN, one 800 919 Seven, six Coming up, we'll get your phone calls involved. We'll get to the Regal Tumble, a fresh show, getting thrown into the fray. So lots of stuff to do. Moment of inspiration. What could it be? What could it be, right? There's not that many professional sports going on last night. The Jets were among them. And I don't know if you can qualify them as a professional sport at this point. But we'll find something to inspire you on this Tuesday morning. Uh-huh. We here at 98.7 ESPN are thankful for the amazing men and women of the Armed Forces who have served our country and the incredible sacrifices they've made. We want to recognize your loved ones this Veterans Day. So send us an email at 98.7 FM at ESPN.com, including their name, where they're from, the branch of military they represent. Again, that's 98.7 FM at ESPN.com. And we'll give your loved one a shout out uh, on the air this Veterans Day oh, wow, to to the men and women who have served who are still serving. We thank you. Ninety eight point seven ESPN. Thanks you for defending our defending our freedom. Now this is the third segment, so this is usually the time where we do a moment of inspiration, Ray. So is that uh, do we have that in the mix here? Yeah. How about how about we fix that? Now, like let's that. fix it right now. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Second to go. Either have overtime or an incident. Nick Pope has done it for the Jets before. He's going to try and do it, it to the with A 51 yard field goal attempt to try and win for Nick Pope. The, the placement down. It's got the distance. It's down the middle. And it is good. Nick Pope it at the gun. And the Jets are devastated.
0: Bob was. Sh- I mean, what a professional! He makes it actually sound like it was bad news for the Jets yesterday. He knows that's that's. I mean, they, the overwhelming majority of Jet fans that I know wanted them to lose that game last night, and were actually devastated when they were winning the game. So that uh, that's good uh, good. I mean, what a job by, by by Bob, though. I mean, he's he's a pro. He's 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 giving you it like ah, you know, oh, that's got to be. it. And I'm sure for the players, it is crushing. Because, I mean, what, when are they going to be in a better position than that? Uh, not again anytime soon. I mean, have you seen the schedule? I think now it, it seems pretty clear. Like, I always thought the Jets would win at least one game. Uh, it seemed like that might have left town last night. But there you go. Moment of inspiration for this uh, Tuesday morning. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Uh, we'll get some calls in in a second, but it is day number 17 of, of course, the Regal Time. The quest to crown the greatest television show of all time. And yesterday, a fresh show got thrown into the mix. A fresh Monday. We are overcome the uh, the loss of The Office. People still devastated about The Office getting eliminated. But we went into yesterday wondering, you know, the wire on Friday just barely squeaked past being also eliminated in a double We have not had a double elimination so far. But yesterday, Star Trek in the mix, and very quickly, the final frontier is where Star Trek is off to now, because they got 10% of the vote, so they're already gone. So see it, Star Trek, all you Trekkies, not to be. thing was on for 30 years and still get 75 different shows. They got 10% of the vote. All right, so we're on to day number 17. So we know the shows that are remaining. The shows that are remaining are... Do we have them, Dre? (laughs) All right, I'll tell you. They are The Wire, they are The Sopranos, and they are Seinfeld. So those are the three that are remaining. But, of course, each day a new show gets thrown into the mix. So what is the show that gets thrown into the mix today? Went from Star Trek, which is seventy-five different uh, varieties of shows there, right, uh, to Law and Order, which has at least seventy-six. It feels like it seems like there's a lot of Law and Orders around. So uh, that's never really been one of my shows either. I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever seen a full episode of any Law and Order, and it's been on for like thirty years, and it has again seventy-five different uh, variations. SVU, SUV, every day. 7.7 It's rated on IMDb and has an audience score, though, on Rotten Tomatoes of 93. So while I don't know if I've ever seen a full episode of Law & Order, you can use whichever one you want. You can have one of the old ones. I'm sure there's some new ones, right? I don't know. But there you go, Law & Order. You suggested it. Again, the Gordon Damer Show takes no responsibility, none, on the nominations of the shows. As long as it was something that was, re- I could at least make an argument for the greatest television show of all time, it was included. Now, not all of them were golden, so we'll see how Law & Order does. Can it knock off the wire? Can it split the vote, right? Three dramas, only one comedy? Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out today. But that's the show. Day number 17 of the Regal Tumble. It is up on Twitter, uh, at Gordon Damer and you can vote on it there. All right. Let's get some more phone calls in. Because if I'm being forced to talk about the Jets after their performance last night, you should be forced to talk about the Jets about uh, last night. So 1-800-919-ESPN, one 800 Let's go to the calls, and Ahmed is in Queens. Ahmed, what's going on, my man?
1: Hey, what's going on? Good morning. <coughs> what's up? Uh, actually, I was very pleased with yesterday's game because it accomplished everything as a Jets fan you'd want to see. Of course. We don't need wins, right? So we got the loss. But I think what happened is the guys came out in the first half and were flying around. You know, the defense did their job. The offense, I was surprised that they were calling timeouts on the sideline when New England had the ball with like a minute and a half. It was like as if they were like, yo, we have enough time to score. And they really surprised me. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, the pass interference, the beautiful catch. Crowder's the MVP of the team. You know, I think the guys did it as a sign of respect. and Maybe at halftime, you know, the whole buzz was like, okay, listen, you guys got your respect as players, you know, because they still have that, that feeling of, oh, we don't get respect. And now at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, let's let up a little bit, you know, because we have other important things we need to take care of, which is the draft again, our first-round draft pick.
0: Well, I, I, Look, I, I mean, I don't think that the players or the, even the current coaches uh, care about what happens after this year. Like, I don't think that, And Thanks for the call, Matt. Uh, th- don't be confused. Like, I might end up doing it because it's just what you kind of fall into it, but it would be incorrect to do so. The Jets are not tanking. The Jets are stinking. The Jets are, you might even say, sucking. But they're not tanking. Tanking is a is a deliberate thing by the organization. Never the players... Not even, I don't think, any uh, examples of the coaches, really. It's about the organization not putting themselves in opportunities to win games intentionally because you see the value of draft picks, and especially in the NFL, we're tanking. If anybody ever were to do it, I mean, there, ha- there are a couple of benefits of it, which I bring up all the time, that is-, is more powerful than in other sports, right? If you have the worst record in the NFL, you get the number one pick. There's no lottery, you know, and if you hit on that number one pick or any pick in the NFL, given the, the way it's laid out, you can kind of keep that guy for his entire career, especially if he's a quarterback. So no, the Jets are not tanking. Uh, I don't think that they went out and said, you know what, fourth quarter, let's let up a little bit. I think that they just are not very good. And I think it's pretty clear that Adam Gase is not a good coach. And I'm going to be honest with you. What does Adam Gase even do anymore? Right, He's not calling plays anymore. He doesn't take care of the defense anymore. What is he doing on the sidelines? He's like one of these random guys that's just kind of standing on the sidelines. So you're like, who's that guy? Why is he standing there? Oh, he's a team doctor. Oh, all right. Who's that? Well, I mean, what does he do? I don't know. But it's pretty consistent. Whatever it is, he does it as well as anybody. Uh Let's go out to, uh, where is it? Uh, Mike is in Jersey. Mike, what's going on?
1: Good morning. You know, for the last 30 years, fourth quarter comes. You could line eleven guys up right in front of the center. The Jets are running up the middle. It's either that or a two-yard out. So it's six minutes left in the game when uh, Flacco threw up that pass and it was intercepted. That was a thing of beauty. See, you're a Jet fan who wanted them to lose that
0: game, right? Absolutely, of course. I mean, I look, I, 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 mean, I got fan, home, I turned I can it understand on. understand
1: the feeling. I got home, I turned it on at the half. And I was I was mortified. I was, uh, it, seeing them with a the ten point lead at the half. I mean, <laughs> tell me the, the second best thing that could have happened for Belichick last night was the Jets winning.
0: Absolutely, and you know, at, at times last night, and, and Mike, thanks for the call. At times last night, you had to be thinking to yourself, is is this what Bill Belichick wants? Now, nah, I, I don't think that they he does. I think that, especially if you look at the final two minutes of that game, it's pretty clear the Patriots are trying to win. They just don't have a very good team. They're a bad team. And they don't have any weapons on offense. They don't really have... They, last night, they didn't have any playmakers on defense. So, uh, no, I, I get it. If, you, if I were a Jet fan and I was sitting there watching that last night and watching my team, you know, threaten to get a win in a game where... I mean, talk about... I, you could not devise a scenario where it's more meaningless, right? You're already 0-8. You're already the laughing stock of football. And here you have a game where you got control of the number one pick, and here you're going to win a game with 36-year-old Joe Flacco and 37-year-old Frank I mean, oh, my God, that would have been the worst thing. So I completely get it. Now, maybe when the game is taking place, you like to see your players do something, right? It's exciting to see maybe Mims, or Crowder or P Ryan or, or you know it's, I get it during the game but as soon as that game is over you have to have a moment of clarity where you're like this is the best thing that has happened this is this is the best thing for the long term future of the team especially after watching last year you got all these meaningless wins the, you were one in seven and then you win these meaningless games and Gase is brought back that's not going to happen this time around but why tempt fate why would you why, why would you even put yourself in that position? 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we uh, lead you up to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Hey, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Uh, just one thing, because I know there are some Jet fans who will, will tell me this, and they have told me this. You know, uh, Well, look, the future is very bright. And I would say, Trevor Lawrence, that's the guy you want. More so than any of the young quarterbacks that have come out over the last, I would say, five years. He's the number one guy. I would grant you that. But this idea, you know, the Jets have all this cap space, they have all these picks. Anyone can do what the Jets did and are doing. You can clear out cap space very easily and trade away your best players for draft picks. That's the easy part. And I can say that because the Jaguars did exactly the same thing, right? They traded away Jalen Ramsey. They have a bunch of picks in the first three rounds of the draft, so... Uh, you know, if your argument for why Trevor Lawrence is going to want the Jets is because you saw the three wide receivers together yesterday, I mean, if you look at the Jaguars who are equally incompetent, not quite so, but equally, you know, pretty close, you know, they have some offensive players too. He's not going to make his decision based on what weapons each organization has. I think he's going to make his decision, Trevor Lawrence, if he has a decision to make on how he views the organization and seeing how we have no idea who is going to be at the top of either organization after this year, I think it's very difficult to make the assessment of whether or not he would want to necessarily go one place or the other. I get that Jacksonville and New York are not exactly you know, they don't get don't get mentioned in the same sentence very, very often. But I don't think that it's an absolute slam dunk that he's going to say. Well, I definitely want to go to uh, New York because it's New York. Also, boy, that White Sox hiring of Tony Larusa, boy, that looks great, huh? <laughs> wow! And just when you thought, wow, that's bad, you know, he got arrested for a DWI in February and got charged the day he was hired. Uh, here, are the White Sox be, oh no, don't be ridiculous. We knew all about that. What, you knew all about it. What? That's not, that's not exactly great. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And also, one other thing before we get back to the calls. Uh, why are there so many articles about how DJ LeMahieu could sign with another team? Yes, he's a free agent. That's how it works. We, we all realize he can sign with... I keep seeing all these articles. You know, DJ LeMahieu could sign with the Mets, or he could sign with the Red Sox, and that would be painful for... Yes, of course. Of course it could be. <laughs> he's a free agent. He could go wherever the team that offers him the most money. I think the Yankees will resign him because I don't think they're going to work out some sort of deal for Francisco Lindor. And if you don't resign him, uh, then it really, I mean, it really makes your offseason look horrendous. Here's this player who has turned out to be more than you could ever possibly ask for. And now he's a free agent and you're not going to, to sign him. All because of this, I think, false notion that Glaber Torres can't possibly, for another second, stay at shortstop. I don't know. I think what I, my plan would be is re-sign LeMayhew, keep things as as they are. If it turns out over this upcoming season that it becomes clear that Glaber Torres cannot possibly play shortstop, okay, fine. Next year, next offseason, the list of, of free agent shortstops is pretty deep, right? It's Lindor, it's Trevor Story, it's Correa, it's Baez, it's Seager. And then uh, I think you do something then. But I don't think you do anything right now. And I get that DJ LeMayhu could sign with another team. Uh, that does not mean that he will sign with another team. But, yes, we all realize how free agency works. That's how it works. All right, do we have more calls, Ray? 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Do we? Yes? Bill in Staten Island. I did not write that one down. Bill, what's going on, my man? Good morning, Gordon. How's uh, how's everything this morning? Well, I would have been doing better with a Jet win last night, but, uh, you know what, still living the dream.
1: <laughs> uh, at this point in your season, do you think it would be worth uh, the Jets just... Uh pretty much releasing all the veteran players, letting the young guys get in there and let the veterans go to uh, championship contenders.
0: Well, I don't know that the Jets have that many veteran play. No, I'm not going to release anybody. Uh, I do think it would be, be more beneficial to play the younger. Like I think we're all good on Frank Gore, right? Like we don't need to see Frank Gore leading the team in carries every single week. And the greatest upset that happened last night is the Jets only four plays in the fourth quarter. None of those four went to Frank Gore. I don't think that that's happened at any other point this year that the Jets have gone four consecutive plays without at least handing the ball off to Frank Gore. So uh, I would think, yeah, I mean, if you can get some of the younger guys in there. Now, the Jets don't have that many younger guys, I don't think. But I would like to see P. Ryan be the featured back or at least get more of a 50-50 split in the backfield. But I don't know that there's that many guys that I, I look to myself and say, oh, my God, the Jets got to get this guy in
1: there. Well, I mean, more about uh, releasing Crowder, let him oh, no, go. No, I'm not releasing anybody. Champions I mean, 15. these guys have
0: value. I mean, I'm not going to just uh, completely clear. And, and it's not like the Jets get any benefit of that either. I mean, they have plenty of cap space after this year is over, so it's not even like if they were to get, I don't, I don't even know if they would get a benefit from leasing this guy or that guy. Um, but if they did... I don't think that it's beneficial. No, I wouldn't release anybody, but I would. I at this point, I think that it's pretty clear the Jets are going no place. You want to, as an organization, whoever the owner, whoever has to like let them know, guys, this season's over. So playing, you know, veteran guys like Frank Gore, who's 37 years old, uh, I don't know how that benefits the Jets long term. So hopefully next week or the next game, they can get Darnold back in there and over the shoulder injury, and at least you can get to see him a little bit more. All right? All right, I guess that's good for Bill. That's what I'm about. I'm about bringing people together, bringing people to agreement and everything else. All right, well, I will say this because we're running out of time already. Very strong performance so far from Law & Order. Now, I feel like I say that every single day and then the show ends and uh, whatever the new entry is falls by the wayside. But at least right now, Law & Order holding their own against both The Wire and Seinfeld. So think about all the times that you have spent watching Law & Order. Uh, and make your vote accordingly. Vote your conscience. That's all I can say. That's gonna do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 5 with headlines. It is The Gordon Damer Show over and out for today. And of course, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin up next, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.
1: This is The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7
0: ESPN.